Now, this is a special bonus episode of Nobody Panic. Ooh. Ooh. And we have partnered with Get Into Teaching. I'm so excited about this because obviously we are not teachers ourselves, so we couldn't give you any advice. We've got the perfect person here with us to tell us how to get into teaching. We have Miss Judy, who has been teaching for six years. She teaches English, but also is trained in drama secondary. She's also taught lower school history. Before teaching, she used to work in theatre and comedy. Thank you so much for being on this bonus episode, Miss Judy. Thank you so much for having me. An absolute delight to have you. So thrilled. Let's get straight down into it. What made you get into teaching? (laughs) Well, as you said, I worked in theatre and comedy before. And I actually worked at Soho Theatre. So I was there. Oh wow! Yes, I was their PR manager. I started started in the in the low ranks and then worked my way up to PR manager. And so we did a lot of work with the um, SYC, the Soho Young Company. And so we used to do lots of work with like um, younger people who wanted to get into comedy or theatre. And we did like um, programs with primary schools as well. There was like a young writer thing with primary schools. And that, I started to decide more and more, was the thing that I was enjoying as part of the job, which was incredibly fun. Um, Mm. And so I thought, well, actually, this is kind of what I want to probably do full time. Um, So I wanted to go into drama teaching. So I became an English teacher, having wanted to be a drama teacher, because very often they kind of crossed that boundary there. Um, Mm. And as you said, like I've taught history as well. So you kind of do a number of subjects, really. Um, And then I just realised that I loved English teaching. Um, And it's a core subject. So you get to teach everyone in the school, really. So what's your favourite part about of teaching, let's say English? Like what's like your favourite bit of of, of teaching that subject? Um, The start of a play. The start Mm. of a play is the best thing to teach, I think. Or the start of a play or a poem that has like something in it that they're just on the cusp of like experiencing or knowing about, but they're not quite sure whether that's okay to be talking about with their English teacher. And you're like, like let's, let's get into this. So what are we doing? What's an example of this? So, um, so with the play thing, we are doing the Tempest with year Mm. eight. So when you start, you do... Do you remember doing something called a whoosh at school? You're doing a story whoosh? No. No, what's ah. a whoosh? So a story whoosh is like when you get everyone... You push all the tables aside and you get everyone in a circle. It's quite a drama game type thing. And the teacher kind of has a really short version of the script and they kind of direct it. And they're pointing at different kids but for characters. So, and then Miranda was was so scared and the kids are like oh and they just kind of have to do it on the spot and then you say whoosh and everyone has to sit down and then you start again with the characters so everyone gets rather than doing like a run through of the play where just one person gets to be Caliban or Miranda or whoever it is everyone gets to do it it's super fun everyone gets to say whoosh a few times which at year eight is like it's all you want it's like yeah you just want to say was yeah 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 it's life-changing and then they and then you can all kind of get to know the story so when you're reading the tempest which can be quite long (laughs) quite a long can be yeah can (laughs) can be long but yeah so that's that's always a fun time and then with the poetry so we were doing with year nine we were doing still i rise the angelou poem and there's a stanza in it that and obviously an incredibly important poem, an incredibly important poet. And there's an amazing version on 
YouTube where Serena Williams, they for Wimbledon, they did like a Serena Williams version. And she's like talking it and she, then it has all these shots of her playing tennis. I was like, oh my gosh, Serena Williams is so good at writing poems. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not, okay, we're going to, but anyway, we were doing, um, we we're doing Still I Rise and there's a stanza in it that starts with um, like, does my sexiness offend you? And they're hearing it and they're like, oh my God, this word in a classroom, it's so, mm-hmm. so weird. And they look at you like, did you know this was in here? I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I did. Oh, I did. Electric. Absolutely electric. And and they know that coming up is like the bit where they have to say the poem themselves in their pairs, stanza by stanza. So they're like furiously counting, like who has to say that word? And um, <laughs> some of them are like, yes, I get to say the word sexy in class. Um, <laughs> But they're, they're my favourite bits, kind of, um, um, in my last school, I was what's called an oracy lead. So it's about speaking and listening skills, um, not just in English, but all across the school. So like if you're, if you're asking for something in the canteen or if you're going to talk to a prefect or a teacher or whatever it is, just kind of improving your, your communication skills, really, because they haven't, lots of kids haven't really spoken to lots of people, especially in the last two years. How do you go about doing that? Like, what sort of? I, I'm, all I'm thinking about is me in the school canteen being like, vegetarian," yeah. and that's the voice I would use, and it would yeah. be like a small mouse. Um, would have loved that. Um, yeah. How, how do you go about being able to like do that across like across subject? Any subject really is should be doing lots of discussion based work mm-hmm. because that's in in the research that's shown to be one of the greatest ways for them to learn is to kind of discuss with each other and do collaborative work. There's a whole um, kind of pedagogy called Kagan, which is all about collaboration. So every person in the room, every person in a group has like a discussion role, essentially. So you would be a questioner or you would be a digger or you would be like something, like whatever. And you just teach those skills to staff or you deliver them to staff. And so mm-hmm. when maths are doing a wordy problem, because lots of their problems, at, particularly at GCSE, are words-based, mm-hmm. and that can be quite difficult. So they'll often discuss through that words-based question. Um, and so just picking up on like some sentence starters that kids can use or trying to tease that out more over a longer period of time about how can we hear our own voices for, for that to be really important. So even like with my register, I will always get them to reply good morning or good afternoon rather than just because it might be that you go two hours without hearing your own voice and I think that that's a shame wow I can really see that 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 is just such a huge benefit benefit of that can I just ask you do you use the word pedagogy pedagogy and what's pedagogy schools of teaching so um, if you do like pedagogical research that would just be research into teaching and learning oh how lovely teaching and learning happening in real time and it feels like we're in a really exciting place with how we teach and how we like understand how young people take in information and all of this I think you know it feels like things that seems like such a cool thing that I don't think was even around when we were at school um two years you know, ago two but barely two years ago <laughs> we're, we're, we're barely through our a-levels and, and weren't they tough um I scored 17 and, uh, um, but like and so it feels very exciting that like things like that are 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 happening and it's not this sort of Victorian like you know when your your hand got bound if you wrote with your left hand and you stood in the corner if you couldn't do something and you just had to like recite the the dates of the king's 
I was alive during the Victorian. I was going to say, yeah, you seem to have really, you're really feeling this. Um, <laughs> really vivid flashback there. Yeah. Both, all, both at school two years ago and in the Victorian period. Um, it's all coming up for me. When you were at school, did you have particular teachers that kind of inspired you and you feel that, because obviously you've brought, I, I mean, it sounds like you've brought a lot from your previous kind of work in theatres and stuff already just like the way you described whoosh and all that stuff like you're Even clearly bringing that in hearing you talk I'm like yeah I want to I want to be in your I classroom, want to be in classroom please. as soon as you were like we moved the chairs aside I'm like when you went into a classroom and the chairs were pushed aside you were electric. like oh Absolutely things electric. are gonna kick off yes. in this so yes yeah. please yeah 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 so did did you have teachers that you feel have like inspired you um you know now now you've moved into teaching yourself yeah, 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 definitely. And I and I was actually lucky enough to work with some of them again. So they were my so my drama teacher at school, for example, was brilliant. Well, is brilliant, and I know she's brilliant because I worked with her at another school. So once oh. I've been te- once once I've been trained and I've been teaching for a couple of years, I moved into another uh, a job at a different school where she was teaching. That's amazing. <laughs> she was definitely someone who inspired me to be someone who was very very kind of strong in their presence as a teacher we talk about this kind of teacher presence and some people say um it frustrates when people say like oh you've either got it or you don't Mm. (laughs) and that's how unfair is that as a trainee teacher how scary is that thinking okay well I've just entered into this like enormous life-changing decision and I've either got it or I don't so (laughs) might as well see fingers Um, crossed (laughs) yeah exactly and you know it's the same with stage work like you've you learn how to have a presence sometimes sometimes you've got to It's it's a essentially teaching is a performance and you're not yourself when you're in the class you're a version of yourself when you're in the classroom so she was very much a version of that that I saw. Like she was, I knew what kind of person she was, but she had a very, very strong presence as like, this is who I am in this school. And you'll know that in whatever, whatever classroom I go to. And that was, that was really nice. And then when I came back to work with her again, she had a similar kind of thing, but like, this is who I am to you in this school as a colleague. I feel really privileged to have been in that position um, Mm. to see someone in both, in both forms so yeah. yeah so nice and obviously you bring so many outside elements um into the classroom like you did that wonderful um poem that serena williams um it sounds like you also you kind of like think outside of the box and it's not as rigid a structure mm-hmm. as some people might be thinking that teaching is yeah is that true and are there any other examples that you have throughout like, either history or drama where you've been able to like bring in other stuff that kind of lights up the subject for the students yeah so um I think you're right that it's not as rigid it's not as rigid as some people might seem or some people might have experienced at school there is obviously a curriculum we have to follow and there's been loads of work in loads of pedagogical work about (laughs) about the importance of curriculum and about how like a good structured curriculum is really really advantageous because we're like say you're getting to year 10 and you stop doing Macbeth well, there's loads of like biblical references or allegorical references or something in that that you are just not only are they speaking iambic pentameter but you're also like what is this like story that they keep referencing or like who is the cat in the adage like no one knows what no one knows what that is so if if at year seven eight and nine you can kind of be building these things or like you know at year 
nine, you do Othello, so you understand what a tragic hero is. So in terms of kind of the rigidness, I guess a structure is really, really important. And especially for kids as well at the moment, having to learn structure again is really tough. Mm. But we're the ones that have kind of got to do it because they're going to go into a world that is expecting them to understand structure. It's important to help them to regulate in that kind of way. But um, but there's been lots and lots of things that you can do that you've just got to you've just got to try it. Like um, at one of my schools, we uh, worked at an all girls school, and um, it was the anniversary of the um, of female suffrage. So we got the it was an all through school. So we organised like a march. We organised like a votes for women march. <laughs> the juniors all made like banners they all had like sashes on they did their little march around the school for votes for women and like and we intertwined that into lower school history and you know about also importantly who was left out of that movement like who was left out of that of that vote um and why you know working class women were so poorly treated in that in that way as well and so you do get lots of opportunities to to try other stuff like this friday actually because we were doing, we were doing the Tempest. Uh, there's an amazing version. There's an amazing RSC version. And because of my kind of previous role, I'm I have just been um, exposed to lots of online platforms for theatre and where to try and find it. So um, we play. We got them all into the Lech Theatre and played the te- the RSC Tempest to them, and they were like. What, what is happening? Like we're just going in and we're just like watching a film. And they and they got to this bit where Caliban and Trinculo were like under this rug together, and they were like, "Oh, this is so rude." And um and they were laughing, thinking like, "We've got one up on the teachers. Like they don't know what this looks like." And then we were obviously knew that we were exposing them to like a really amazing theatre production that they might not be able to go and see. And then you know we've got plans to be able to take. Them to the globe and stand in like stand in the front and have a little chat while the play is happening just like would have <laughs> happened in the you know Jacobean era so there's lots and lots of opportunities to make things to make things different and to make things a bit more a bit more fluid a bit more fun for you <laughs> as well mm. as them um and to create that kind of that kind of bonding experience really that's so cool and I think like the moment that you experience like if you've only ever learnt theatre like on the page and it's only ever been like a sort of dense word experience and if that's not really your thing and then to see it come to life and also to like to laugh and be like oh my god this was this was funny and sexy and rude yeah and you're like oh my god it's a lot of you know and we're doing it at school yeah. <laughs> like, oh my gosh <laughs> wait till you get to the porter scene and Macbeth they are like what yes <laughs> I'm like we can either we can either go through this or you could let's just have a big old laugh about it and then <laughs> and we can get back to all the death that happens like and and they they're just thinking I don't know if I want to engage in this or not <laughs> but it's important right that you just say well Shakespeare everyone else wanted to hear about this stuff as well as much as we you know want to be yeah. entertained they did as well mm. they were as bawdy as everyone else yeah and I think it just opens up history as well in such an interesting way of being like oh. I feel exactly the same things that somebody in the 1600s felt and we have the same issues and yeah. and wants and desires and things that yeah amazing you sound you sound so wonderful and so passionate I truly want to be in your class it sounds very cool um if um if anyone was listening I mean I'm genuinely thinking 
Maybe I should go into teaching. I think you'd be a great teacher, Tessa. Yeah, I, I really I do, do think you would. <laughs> Thanks, guys. I think I'd really like it. If there's um, anybody who's listening to this, is that something that um, you would encourage people to to take that passion and think about sharing it and going back and giving it to the giving it to the young? Yes, definitely, <laughs> definitely, definitely. Yeah, like I think it's just amazing to watch. I mean. In any profession, really, I love to watch someone who is just just really into what they're doing. Like, I think that's an amazing thing to see. And kids know it. Kids know when you're bluffing. They know when you're not that into something. Um, and they know when you are. And there's this most incredible maths teacher at the school that I'm working at at the moment who is just... She just lives and breathes maths. And I'm like, that is am- <laughs> like, that's so amazing. And the kids know. They know that she loves it. And they know that I love English. And one of them, like, that, like they'll say things to you like, you have had your Weetabix this morning. Like, I had that from a year seven the other day. And I was like, how do you know that phrase? Really old phrase. Um, but because they know you love your subject. And so to have subject-specific knowledge and to be really, really clued up on your subject is just is so important. It's so important. Like, I know that I've taught a few different subjects but having taught English now for for longer it's certainly clear that that's where my that's where my passion is and I can use things from like historical context for unexpected calls or I can use like drama to bring a play to life or whatever um but if you have a passion for that thing like if you are if you find yourself watching youtube videos about physics or whatever why would you not go and hang out with the best people around who are young people they've got so much joy and humor among themselves why would you not go and talk to them about it if there's just one person in that room that's like all right i might go and watch that youtube video i think that's an amazing i think that's an amazing thing it's like, amazing. Yeah. The idea that you can that kids can tell as well when you're passionate about something or not. Yeah. There's a special spark that happens when there's somebody explaining something to you in a way that makes their eyes light up. So then your yeah. eyes light up as well. Also, just on, across the board, it's fascinating talking to anybody who is fascinated by a, a topic. You know, like even if it's like plug sockets. Someone bl- yeah. someone loves plug sockets. You're like. I love plug sockets. Now. Yeah, I love like, plug sockets. Oh my god, I'm going to buy them. Yeah. You buy so many of them. <laughs> yeah. And like, actually, we were talking about teaching being a performance. Well, in those moments, it doesn't have to be because if someone is going, yeah. oh yeah, that's why he's used that word, or like that's why this poem has is written in free verse, is because maybe they want to show that their life isn't as structured as da da da. And you're like, oh, yeah. that's so nice. That's such a good thing to say. And like, they always they're always taking the mick out of how you describe things because they're like. <laughs> Yes, why do you always call things beautiful? Like, why do you always say that, like, this writing is gorgeous? I'm like, because it is. <laughs> it's sexy. It's sexy writing. Se- yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're all like... <sighs> Having a kid come to a conclusion about something all on their own or having them like relate it to a real life thing in their life or be able to like draw a conclusion or be like, wait, is this related to this? Mm. Must just be like like magic mm. just to like see them like make those connections and be like, that's a neural pathway that like didn't exist this morning. And now it just like it just connected in their mind. You speak with such authority and passion. I honestly want to like want to do well for you yeah. so badly. <laughs> I'm literally like, do you want to do you want to see my work, Miss Judy? Like, yeah. <laughs> 
I'll write that. Check you mine, check great. mine. <laughs> I'd get it under the visualizer. You show everyone. Let's all celebrate. Let's all celebrate Tessa's success here. <laughs> oh, that's so nice. I, on the way here, I walked past this um, this guy teaching football in the park and he was playing a game and it, had, it seemed to have a lot of rules and the kids were so into it. And he was so nice and good with them. And I was honestly watching. I was like, being like, oh, can I please, can I play? <laughs> like, Let me on. Let me on. <laughs> and that's the thing, like when you just see somebody who's like just alive and like present and like has invented, like he didn't need to have, he, I think he'd invented it and like it didn't need to have been like that fun. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm sure you can teach anything in any way you want, but to have like taken the time and the effort to to make something that they were obviously, and they were all just like, they were they were laughing their heads off, but they were also like clearly getting really good at the, at the kicking. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> and it's so important, like, because it's their time, right? It's their time, this is their school. You don't get your time at school again. And you serve them, it's their school. Even at like break and lunch, when they're just talking about their own little world or getting, what word do they use? gassed about like something and they're all like woo um you know I get paid to do that and I get paid to serve their school and have and share their time at school and make it as successful but also as enjoyable as possible um and that is just that is a real privilege well there's something very very special about the fact that you never forget your teachers like I remember my teachers now and if I saw I actually uh tweeted I had a twitter conversation with one of my teachers because we like found each other and and it was just like it, like they have sh- they've shaped he's he is shaped my entire life like he's the reason I do loads mm. of things I won't even know half the re- things as well and all of those kids that go through they will remember Miss Judy and for the rest of their lives like that whether or not they then decide to like you know whether or not they love English as much as you or they ne- never even think about Othello ever again there still will be threads of interest and threads of things that you have like sparked in them that they will remember. And it's just Ooh. so funny. You've got a little army of people going out into the world. Like, yeah. <laughs> but also you're like, you're like, okay, well, I better teach them the right stuff. Yes. Right? Cause yes. this is sticking forever. Yeah. Um, but it, that's, that's reciprocal, right? So I would remember all the kids that I've, that I've got really, like mm. I'd, I'd, I'd certainly recognize them and I'd know them. And um, and the stuff that they teach you is amazing. I was on lunch duty the other day and I put some like salad on top of my pasta pot. So I was working my way through the leaves. Pasta now, pot! You're really, bringing, you're really bringing it to life for us. Pasta pot, there we go, 30 people cheese. And um, so I was out on duty and one of my form came up to me and I was, and it looked like I was just eating these leaves. And he was like, right, miss, that is why you're so short. <laughs> I was like, okay. And he was like, you just, you just got to eat maybe, I don't know, like something a bit more substantial and then you will just grow. I was like, thank you. Thank you. Um, so, you know, like they, they teach you these kind of, you know, these trivial things as well, but it's, you remember them as much as, as much as they might remember you and have these impacts on you and, and how you teach. Like we've got much, much more of an understanding now about different children and the way in which they learn Mm. whether that's kind of counted as a you know a special educational need or just because their brain works slightly differently to to other people you've got to like I was saying before you serve them so you've just got to work a bit harder and decide how you're going to get you're going to get to that to that one kid and if they don't read a book again in their lives that is fine as long as they're able to decode the 
news that's given to them that's my job done really yeah as, as much as you are a, an ambassador for your subject you're more an advocate for the kids that's what your job is mm. across their across their subjects so even though I was awful at maths I will always tell them I was awful at math but I work really hard and it's really important that I got it and I want you to get it as well so go and do your maths intervention now <laughs> <laughs> A teacher of my used to, say, used to say, I can't do this. And they would say, yet? You can't do this yet. Yeah. And you'd be like, mindset. okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Nice yet. It's nice. Right? We're like, and it's like, okay, then it's not a failing, you know, that right now I can't do it, but I'm going to do it. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's a continue. Yeah, yeah. We're always yeah. learning. Yeah. And you don't stop learning when you leave school. So it's good, you know, like it's a constant, it's a continuum, isn't it? Yeah. You're like setting them up to just a, a life of learning. Well, look, this is this has been a, such a like interesting chat. You know, the things that you've done to like bring your experience your past experience into the classroom to how you know all different kids learn and what what you can do when you like if you're sitting here thinking like yeah you're, you're watching you keep watching youtube videos about rivers what about teaching geography come on come on <laughs> yeah if you're like i uh, everyone asked me to leave the party because i keep telling people about oxbow lakes listen <laughs> there's a whole generation of people who want to hear about it you know do you know how many people remember oxbow lakes whenever people talk about geography they're always like oh yeah oxbow lakes there's something Words. about them that is yeah. that stick straight in straight yeah. in we'll make a geography teacher out of someone yet <laughs> yeah and that's the thing if like you're like yeah i do i do always tell people about the oxbows yeah and you're like yeah oh well look thank you so much for chatting to us it's been thank just really so really uh enlightening and helpful and i think tessa no, at some point me. is going to be a teacher in her life i can just see the oh, spark so exciting. <laughs> it genuinely yeah. has twisted a thing in my head that was like oh yeah i think i i think i am yeah, yeah it's, it's never too late it's never too late let me know if you do and we'll like do some joint observations that'll be so fun if a seed has been planted in you as well and you're thinking yeah wait maybe i maybe i do um or you've listened to this episode and now you're inspired or you're thinking of a career where every lesson shapes a life then you can search get into teaching now to find out more Miss Judy, thank you so much for being here. And thank you so much to Get Into Teaching for partnering with us on this special episode of Nobody Panic. And if this is something for you, then please do um, look into Get Into Teaching. Um, and thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Miss Judy. <laughs> Hi, I'm Lucy Beaumont. And guess what? I'm Sam Campbell. If you've enjoyed this podcast, you might enjoy our podcast. It's called Lucy and Sam's Perfect Brains. It, we have a podcast and uh, it might be, uh, I probably don't want to sound, um, you know, like I'm bragging, but it's dynamite. It is electric. It's high voltage. And please, we really need you to listen. You don't understand how much we need this. Is it on all the platforms? Oh, it absolutely is. But um, yeah, we, th- this one is coming. This one's out now. Lucy and Sam's perfect brands.